Hi, everybody, and welcome to All This and the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I am the founder of AwardsDaily.com, and I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson, and our special guest and lifelong friend, Michael Gray. Hello, everyone. Hi, all. Hello. Hello, hello. So um, basically, we have five do we have five people on this podcast right yeah. now? Five people? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we this is the, the second to the last day of Oscar voting tomorrow at 5 o'clock. They put pencils down and the agonizing, <laughs> truly soul-sucking Oscar season <laughs> will finally be over. Um, it's been a long, rough <laughs> season but um so we don't we still don't know how it's all going to turn out we had a last minute uh sort of surge for one movie towards the end and um so we're going to talk about that talk about the producers guild and then we're going to talk about best picture but let's start with coda the movie everybody's talking about which um started to pick up momentum i think personally when it won the sag and at that point it was sort of ignited in people's hearts They saw how good it felt to see that movie win, and so they kind of caught the bug a little bit. And then it won the, uh, surprisingly won the BAFTA for Adapted Screenplay when people, everybody thought it was going to be Power of the Dog there. And then it went on to win the Producers Guild and the Writers Guild this last weekend. So now we're looking at a situation where CODA might actually win Best Picture. And if it does, it's going to be the first film since, oh, I don't know, 1934, 1935 to win with so few nominations. In fact, CODA with three nominations is the least nominated of all of the 10 Best Picture contenders. Well, that so, just means it's their favorite, right? Yeah, it just means they loved <laughs> yeah. it so much they only voted for <laughs> No, but um, but but I we wanted to bring you on, Michael. Talk to you about it because we know I know first of all that you loved the movie. You saw it last, and it really made an impression on you. And you were also telling me you thought it might win before the Producers Guild. And um, so I just wanted to talk to you about what you thought about Coda and all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys see, for me, I saw Coda late. Um, you guys saw the other film. You guys saw it. So for me, like I saw Power of the Dog, and I like Power of the Dog. I saw um, Belfast and Telluride. I loved it, and that was my all-time. That was my favorite film. But then three weeks ago, I saw Coda, and it just struck me and stuck with me. You know, more so than Power of the Dog and Belfast. I still talk. I still remember that film it just it just stuck with me and i told sasha i go sasha this film might be the film that may surprise everyone and end up winning best picture and i was like no sasha gave me the reasons why and stuff like that and i but i just say that why i'm saying it is because it's the kind of film that hollywood likes to shower awards with and I'm never the person who believes that just because a film gets 12, 13 nominations, it's going to sweep, it's going to win. Because a lot of films have won multiple nominations like that and didn't even win. Yeah, but there's a difference picture. between that and the least nominated movie of the time. Right. I mean, it is the least nominated, but it has important nominations. It's got picture, writer, and even an acting. So it's got three important nominations. Yeah, that's so, true, but it doesn't have director, it doesn't have editing. It doesn't have director, it's true, but I think this might be a I think this might be an Oscar year where it's gonna split across the board. It's gonna be a split year across the board for directing, 
writing, acting, and and in picture, I think everyone's going to share in the wealth. There'll be some films that will walk out empty-handed. I think. I think Belfast will probably walk out empty-handed, but Coda is just the kind of film that I think the Academy loves. Also, it's it's it has a deaf cast. It, it's it's sort of heart-tugging. It's kind of relatable in certain ways. I mean. I just think it has all the elements that will make it, you know, a best picture winner. Yeah, Michael. Are you guys I, laughing at me? No, no, I'm not, not, not laughing at all, but I, I'm going to step in. I'm going to be the designated asshole tonight, all right? Okay. If that's all right with everyone. Because no, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's I, my role. <laughs> let me have it tonight. Let me do right, that tonight. Right. I mean, I liked the movie a lot. I liked it fine, I, and I enjoyed it well enough. I usually, for me personally, if I, I feel like a movie's, um, manipulating me a little bit i i i start resisting it and 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 it doesn't it's not able to manipulate me so as long as if i see a movie that's feels a little bit contrived and some of the scenes don't strike me as authentic it loses me but that's just me i love that you love the movie i have respected and admired and i mean I'm, I'm happy as i can be that you really liked it and loved it and but I do. Can I just ask you? I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. But you just say it's the kind of movie that the Academy uh, loves to, to loves to award. When is the last time that they did award a movie like this? Let me see. The last. I guess it probably would be um, Driving Miss Daisy would be the last film that it actually <laughs> they loved, despite the fact that it didn't get a um, a best director. And mm -hmm. another film that lost that won the dga but lost director was chicago mm. mm -hmm. that's you a know? good that's another good example but, but, but he uh, was that, 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 yeah yeah that's my i um, guess that's my point though is i i know that they have not they have awarded these movies in the past there have been occasions when they'll uh, award a sound of music or a driving miss daisy but i don't think it's like their favorite thing to do i don't think it's, it's even typical for them to do but i think in today's climate the way it is with the wokeness in Hollywood and stuff like that, I don't think they could sit back and ignore a film with that involves the deaf community. Ding, they ding, ding, honor, ding, 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 you know, ding. We me, have a winner. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, and I think if it does win, it's going to win for a lot of factors outside of the norm. I think because it is a film that has an, a 90% uh, of the cast is deaf. The main cast is deaf, except mm -hmm. for one character. And they haven't really, they only honored one deaf person in the history, and that is Marley Matlin for mm -hmm. Children of Let's Go. She's the only deaf actor, and Troy Kosser will probably win Best Supporting Actor, so he'll be the second one. But then you have a film with more deaf actors in it, and I think with the wokeness of Hollywood, the liberal Hollywood, I think they just can't sit back and see this film not win. And I think I'm not sure. See, I'm not sure I that think, being deaf is a woke uh, thing. I'm not sure that's a woke issue, being deaf. It's, never, not, it's the no, first it, time I've ever heard it's that. A, it's a virtue signaling issue, which makes it... It's not really woke as in the typical definition of it, but what Michael means, and I, I agree with him, is that you know they've had a series now where, where they're very conscious about how they award they award as activists you know more as much as they do as artists and so if they want to make history this way what he and I, I agree with that it actually is that for them to not choose this movie, it would feel like they were doing something wrong or bad, you know, and, and awoke just means socially aware. It just means, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't mean in the typical way of wokeness. I'm just saying that socially it's a film that 
will will hope that they'll hold on to. Look, no one was talking about Coda months ago. They saw it and they liked it. But this, you have to admit, this film just all of a sudden picked up all this steam, all this word of mouth, and it's captured something. And I and I was telling Sasha that I love Power of the Dog. I love that movie. I like Belfast. I liked all the films. The only films I have not seen is Licorice Pizza and Drive My Car. And Sasha says, don't bother with Drive My Car. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> oh, but I'm just saying, I'm just, all I'm saying is that I think, and I, I was explaining this to Sasha, I think what happened with, with Power of the Dog and Belfast was I think they got, they picked up steam way too early. And I think there was fatigue on these two films. And something fresh like Coda comes out and kind of still stole, and I have to admit, it stole their thunder. No one would have expected this little film that's basically a TV movie to win the PGA. Nobody expected it. Some did and some well, didn't. Well, I, I kind of did, no, unfortunately. I'm, I'm glad but... that you called it a TV movie so that I didn't have <laughs> no, to say here's that. The thing about, <laughs> here's the thing about Coda that I think, actually, is that what I, I wrote about it today, what I think happened is that the consensus of voting people, they always need a reason to unite behind one movie. And sometimes that comes early, like with uh, with the artist and Slumdog Millionaire, where they, you know, the, the consensus forms early, and there is nothing you can do to shake that movie from its perch, right? Not a chance. With with a movie like Argo, for instance, it might not have had the consensus until Ben Affleck was quote unquote snubbed, and then it had its its needed emotional consensus. But you know, some years like this, we had so many different movies splitting people up into camps you know some people liked Belfast some people like King Richard some people like West Side Story some people like Licorice Pizza a lot of people like Drive My Car and uh you know Coda definitely had its strong um supporters and Power of the Dog had the most right but but what Power of the Dog was missing I think was an emo was an emotional um consensus and and if it did have a consensus, it wasn't big enough to sort of wrap around the entire industry. And I don't even think Coda did until, even as is, even if people saw the movie, until they saw it win the SAG Ensemble Award. And then it was like something kicked in in the hive mind. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That ticks off all the boxes we need, you know, feel good movie, um, a winning uh, f- film directed by a woman predominantly deaf cast, a very pleasing story that you can sit anybody down in front of. Perfect. Check, check, check. Done and done. You know, that's how I see it anyway. I don't know if that's a cynical. Possibly. Let's, let's not forget, though, the, 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 the Writers Guild. Um, I know, OK, well, this, this is not going to apply to the Producers Guild because we know they use a preferential ballot, too. But for the SAG Ensemble and for the WGA, there's only there are only five nominees in that category. So a movie can win that category with only 20% of the ballots. 21% of the ballots can can get you a win in 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 those groups. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily an overwhelming number of people that decided that they all were going to go for CODA. There could be 70% of the people who voted for something other than CODA. Right, and so all it, of those 70% are thinking, what the fuck? Which is what I'm thinking. Well, it won and it. So, it won at yeah. BAFTA. Then it won at WGA. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying you can win at BAFTA and WGA and and and, and SAG Ensemble, and you don't have to have more than 20, 21 or 25 percent of the vote. Right. But that same dynamic is going to play into the Oscars, too. Right. If they're winning 20 percent of the vote, they're still going to be winning and enough enough votes to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like as we said, if it, if, if Coda comes in at number two, 
then it's a good chance that it can overtake power of the exactly. dog. If it come, and it may come in even at number one. And if it comes in at number one, then it shows over. I mean, it's yeah. just all about the counting then. But I mean, if it comes in second to power of the dog, it's likely that it could pull ahead. But I'm I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, here. I get you. you the know, only the, thing you know, that, that prevents uh, me I'm, from I'm not I'm not changing my my prediction. You know how I am. I stick to I'm so stubborn. I'm not I'm not I'm not changing my prediction that Power of the Dog can still win. And, and if it doesn't win, that's fine with me. If Coda wins, it'll be just as fun to see the them on the stage of the of the um, Dolby Theater as it is, or the Kodak or whatever it is, um, as it is. Uh, as it was to see them at, at SAG, but I don't. For, for me personally, I don't. I would be happy. I'm happy to see anybody win that I like, and so I was not necessarily any more thrilled to see them win the SAG ensemble than I would have been to see anybody else win. I would have been happy for all of them. So there, I know. I realize. Okay, it's really sweet that they're deaf and they're they did a great job. But Sasha, you've asked before in in past two or three podcasts why were not why 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 weren't they nominated in, in more acting categories? The simple answer is they weren't as good. They were not as good as the people who did get nominated. They weren't near as good. Right. Well, that's the and, thing is like I do think that the 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 momentum for Coda is coming because of a fractured moment. I also think that that. Um, there's an air of, of pain and suffering and desperation out there right now. And I think, I feel like people are, are looking for something that's going to make them feel good and purposeful and, you know, and, and Coda does that. It gives them everything that they want wrapped up in a mm. neat little bow. You know what I mean? Like Maybe. It's, yeah. See, I, and I know you're right. I know that you're describing a lot of the people are are like that. I have trouble with that because I don't need a movie to make me feel good. And I don't need and a, and a movie that is uh, bleak or depressing doesn't make me feel bad. Right. And I, it's, it's right, never going to be 100 percent people support this. We're only looking for what is the driving consensus vote. And mm -hmm. and the only thing that makes me think that uh, Coda won't win. The only thing is that the BAFTA did not like that movie. And they're right. a huge contingent of, of the Oscars. And I feel like anybody who is sophisticated enough that they, um, that they, you know, that they can appreciate power of the dog as let's say the best film of the year. I don't mean sophisticated. That doesn't sound very nice. It's snobby. I mean, people who have a certain kind of appreciation, let's say for a masterpiece for a film that mm -hmm. is wide and expansive with incredible cinematography and amazing crafts and costumes and and somebody who's worked her whole life Jane Campion to get to this point um you know and she's not just you know just just well, this is like her well, first it, feature it, it is, or whatever it's a, it's a sophisticated aesthetic you don't you don't have to be necessarily sophisticated to appreciate it mm -hmm. but it is definitely an aesthetic that is very um polished and but i think there's a, a portion of the also has an aesthetic that's equally valid the naturalistic simple straightforward film is all is its is its own valid aesthetic i'm not saying that it's not deserved to be appreciated for what it is she did a great job but it's just not a, it's on a different level the right? way you can yeah and then <clears throat> the thing about power of the dog i think there are a lot of voters who are going to be like this is going to be embarrassing if this movie with three nominations beats mm -hmm. all these other movies. It's going to be embarrassing to not even have the director factored in even a little bit anywhere. Nobody even knew who she mm -hmm. was. Like, 
that's mm-hmm. gonna win best picture of the year you know like mm-hmm. i don't know anybody anybody else want to add in uh, since we're kind of dominating this conversation i think uh i'll add, I'll add something i think I think it's been tossed around already that Little Miss Sunshine is really the only comp right now for Coda. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine mm-hmm. won SAG and PGA, mm-hmm. but, but lost DGA, right? Which is what Coda did. The difference being Little Miss Sunshine at least had a nomination with DGA. Coda did not. Um, Little Miss Sunshine lost eventually the best picture to Departed, and Departed's w- only win in the major. Uh, Precursors, so counting Globes, BAFTA, SAG, DGA, PGA, its only win was um, DGA. And CODA, again, that won SAG and PGA without the DGA nom, is up against Power of the Dog. So if Little Miss Sunshine couldn't beat Departed, which only won DGA, Power of the Dog has won BAFTA, Globes, DGA, uh, and Critics' but, Choice, if you want to throw that in. So it's, but it's, there's a huge disconnect there in that, that Little Miss Sunshine wasn't competing in the preferential ballot. That's the big mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, that's that the is big, a big that difference. Is, that's the big difference. And that's, I don't that's, think the only, that, that's the only one to compare it to. Well, and you're right. You know, I've said that in emails before. Sorry, Clarence, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think in the prefer- preferential ballot that year, I think Departed would not have won Best Picture. I think Scorsese would have won Best Director, and Little Miss Sunshine would have won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. Mm, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of confused about the preferential ballot. Wasn't Okay, I thought now that they have... Okay, I thought the preferential ballot was like you, you had five, and then the remaining films. Is that no. the preferential ballot? Is like no. You no, have they, five they rank films? all ten. They rank all ten. Yeah, and then they, why even and then have the, the preferential ballot? I don't understand. Why even have it? Oh, okay. The main reason is with ten nominate with ten ten nominees, it's so what I was talking about before. A movie could conceivably win with only eleven percent of the of the ballots right. if you have ten nominees. And that's that's doesn't seem right. You know, you would want a movie to have to accumulate more ballots than eleven percent in order to be named best picture of the year. You don't want best picture of the year to be something that eighty nine percent of the academy voted against. Right, but, but yes, so, so that, that everybody's vote counts. Everybody's yeah. vote counts. So every, everybody's ballot, as it, if they if it gets discarded on the first round, their ballot moves up to the next round until everyone has a chance in the final round to have their ballot counted according to the way they ranked the movies. Right, but here's the thing that I know about this from doing my own experiments, is that. Even still, you're still talking about the top two. You're really not going mm-hmm. down much yeah. farther than that. And like, right. mm-hmm. because of the way it divides up, sooner or later, your vote is going to go to one of the top two. And you just mm-hmm. have to figure out which one you like better and rank it higher. That's literally mm-hmm. it. Like, that's the sad part is it's not really a good way to, to represent people's votes. They kind of force them into it, right? It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I like this one just a little bit more than that one. But I think a five ballot is a better idea. I think the Academy should go back to five and they should just let people vote. And then that's that. It shouldn't be this kind of crazy ranking system. But either way, regardless, it's still going to come down to the two top movies. Um, I think it'll be it'll be Power of the Dog coming in at number one, like La La Land, like probably 1917. Well, I don't know. Actually, I think Parasite came in at number one that year. But and I think Coda will be right behind it, you know, and and then overtake it and win. Possibly, yeah, very. That could very well happen. I'm not, and I'm prepared for it to happen. I'm not going to be sad or bitchy the next day either. I'm, I, 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 I'm, everyone. It's no secret that I like other movies better. Uh, Coda's maybe my 
sixth favorite movie of the, of the nominees. But, you know, it's, it wouldn't be the first time that I <laughs> didn't get what so I wanted. Ba- <laughs> so, so basically, Belfast is out. Yeah, pretty much. Know. I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not. It's a long shot. Let's say that. Yeah, it used to be a front runner. Now it's not the front runner. It anymore. was never really the front uh, yeah, runner. Yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, we don't. Well, you don't think it was ever the front runner? It was. It, it was, was what we thought would be the front. Yeah, runner. out of Telluride, we thought it would be, but it never. It really didn't win anything. People seem to be against it. Like there yeah. was this weird sort of. I don't like this movie. I I obviously have my own reasons why I think that is, but um. But yeah, I mean, it didn't, a lot of times the consensus, the people who shape the consensus, they get resentful about a film that's the front runner. And yeah. so they mm-hmm. targeted. So it was never going to be Power of the Dog that they targeted. It was always going to be Belfast. Yeah, it came out of Telluride in Toronto. I think Belfast was the front runner because word of mouth and the People's Choice Award in Toronto. But right. from there, it never really did. You know, It wasn't a critic film and then it didn't do much with the guilds. Well, it, se- it seems to me that when it comes down to the Oscars, if Power of the Dog wins Best Picture, it's only going to win Best Picture and Director. It's only going to win two. That's right. Out, out of 12 nominations. It I could think, win it I could think screen cinematography. Play, yeah, I think screenplay and cinematography are still within reach. I Okay. I, I kind of think Coda's going to win um, a, um, Adapted, and I think yeah. um, Licorice Pizza might end up winning um, the other one. I think the film that wins adapted wins picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. if 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 Coda wins, which I think it will, I I still think it's going to be Coda. I do. Yeah. I do too. So, I, I think so it's I. Un, it's unstoppable at this point. Yep. I you know the, I was, I'm here I go again, but the screenplay to me is like the screenplay that you would write if you if you got a book. <laughs> it's like how to write a how to write a, how to write a Sundance movie how to write right. a Sundance movie I mean be, exactly it'd be, I, I, it'd be 90 pages long and you'd have your template you'd have all your beats you're supposed to hit you'd have your little conflicts at the beginning where the mother is skeptical of the singing career and the and the brother gets gets in a bar fight and so you get to no it is so cliche and then at the very end you've got the you got the real touching climax exactly with the, what you expect the, to happen the heart happens song. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents in the balcony and the and the the college professor looks around and he sees the parents in the balcony and you know well it's all over then, you know. And, and, the, and the even even the, comes. And the music instructor shows up yeah, to play exactly. the piano. The music it's like stri- drops out, out of the out of the clouds. And so to me it's like oh, it's, it's like so to you. It's, it's cliche. It's it's, like, it's, it's contrived. It's just basically contrived. There are things about the movie that rang so untrue to me. For instance, if compared to another uh, um comparison with the uh, Little Miss Sunshine is the grandfather who cussed all the time inappropriately. The father in right. in Coda is like that. Yeah. What what father in their right mind would would come down to the living room with the with his daughter's um, male friend and give them a lecture about condoms, demonstrating? No, I know that was really gross. I thought myself. Yeah, I didn't think it was funny. Right. It was and gross. and then to say in front of your daughter's schoolmate that how can I not be fucking your mother all the time? She's hot. Right. No father, deaf or Isn't that funny that people hearing. cut him a well, break because he's... from a dysfunctional family. No, but Michael, well, it's <laughs> just, it, it shows how people think about someone who's deaf, like, because they would never just see him as, like, you know, an equal man, whereas if, a, right, like, yeah. an equal man and had that said can... that, it would be considered a sex offender. 
somehow, yeah, right. He can somehow get away with it because he's deaf. He acted. He was, but to me, it looked like an insane person. <laughs> I mean, and the daughter. First of all, the daughter would never let it even get that far. How would the daughter even be agree to sit down with the parents after they've been caught banging away in the bedroom? She would. She would by long ago have had told the boy, the her male friend to go home. Her boyfriend to just get out of here. <laughs> Coda, I do like it a lot. It's just to me, I like other movies better. And I can understand why yeah. that it only got three nominations because what else are they going to nominate it for? What well, else possibly well, would they nominate it? Song. Oh, I'm sorry. Editing. Yeah, so, okay. Editing, song, possibly. director, supporting actress. So, sorry. So ahead. basically, you guys, so basically, if Coda wins, it's going to turn out to be the most hated Best Picture winner. <laughs> no, I don't hate it at all. I, oh, I not, think it's no, a, yeah, I don't think so. No, not you. Not no, you. But, 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 there, but not you. But I'm saying yes, there are films Michael, that have one yourself. Best Picture. There are a lot of films that have won Best Picture that after they've won, years later, they become the worst Best Picture winner. Like Crash. It's still yeah. the worst Best Oh, yes. Picture. This will it's, outcrash Crash. Oh, this will outcrash be... Crash. But if it, like, imagine if Little Miss Sunshine had beat The Departed. That's what we're sort of talking about here. Okay. Yeah. Another <laughs> yeah. good comparison there. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. and I think it'll be the Crash or Green Book. Do you guys is really comparison. believe that? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Do you guys really believe that, um, that Power of the Dog is that? masterpiece do you i mean i it's a good movie don't get me wrong i think it's a good movie but it's a movie that does not stick with me at all mm. it doesn't stick with me at all coda at least sticks with me i don't Belfast stuck with me but power of the dog does not it does yeah but not michael you saw that back in in the summer and you just saw coda so it's not really fair to say that no i re, no i revisited um i revisited power of the dog on netflix yeah. i revisited it and it still is the same. It's a good movie. I do like it. I just, it just doesn't like hold well with me. I, I think that's why. fair. I mean, you know, you can't mm -hmm. like every movie. We all, we're all different. We all have different tastes. I mean, for me, Belfast was the movie that I watched twice and, and loved and actually three, four times. I think I've watched Belfast and I really wanted to see that movie do well. And I'm, I'm, you know, gutted that it didn't and that it won't. I hope it wins screenplay. Like, that would be really nice. But I feel like even that is, like, too much to hope for at this point. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll send you a, a tweet, Michael, as if you want to read a tweet. But there's a tweet going around that has uh, Martin Scorsese and, and so uh, Sofia Coppola and Guillermo del Toro uh, praising, um, praising Power of the Dog and little one or two sentence statements and if you read what they say about it how much they admire it and respect it maybe it will help you understand how other people do and i just do you guys think that sam elliott has something to do with the also like his negative views about the film because you know like negative views hurt brokeback mountain completely mm -hmm. I, but power of the dog yeah. isn't brokeback mountain right, right. and have, i think if anything yeah, There's no sex in a tent, for one thing. That's right, no sex in a tent. And I think we, we talked about it last time, I think, that if anything, Sam Elliott maybe even helped Power of the Dog because people don't, people, a lot of people um, uh, recoiled at what he said. Mm, okay. I think what probably hurt, I don't, I don't think actually think anything. I don't even think Jane Campion's statements even hurt it. But I do mm. think that I've been doing this so long, 20, 22 years, as I keep saying to people, it could be a drinking game at this point, I know, but I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the words, you admire it rather than love it. <laughs> Every mm. Oscar year, you hear that same statement about the greater movie that should have won, like Social Network. You know, it's like, 
the or Lincoln, you know, and then you get these like shitty movies that win and it's like there are so people love I'm not saying I am not saying Coda is shitty. <laughs> I'm not hmm. saying not that. Right. Oh, I'm just saying yeah. in general, these movies that are nothings that nobody will ever watch again. I mean, look, I don't want to beat on Ben Affleck. He's a a nice guy and he's had a hard, you know, time of it. But I tried to watch Argo again and, and it did not hold up. I mean, it was like, mm, what is this movie? Like, it's not even. So, I, you know, that's I, that's my fear is that, you know, the, the minute that it wins, yes, it will be hated. But even more than that, it'll like just be kind of be this cotton candy thing, you know. But the great mm. thing about that, honestly, is that it's a time capsule. It tells you who we who the Academy was, who the industry was in 2022. So it can right. capture it as a snapshot. Two women up for the Best Picture Prize. Like, when has that ever happened? Well, last year, mm-hmm. but okay. Best Director, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> great. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, but I, it's, it is true. I think that Power of the Dog will be the kind of film that they actually teach in film schools, and CODA will not be that film. And, yeah. Um, I was uh, explaining it to someone today where... It, I just me personally, I, when I look for best picture winners, I look for something that I can 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 revisit and discuss and think about for, you know, more than a half an hour, <laughs> more than an mm-hmm. hour, you know, and and I can do that with Power of the Dog. I've seen it three times. Um, I think it's I don't know if I call it a masterpiece. It's a bit young to call it a masterpiece, but I think it's a, an extremely great film. Um, I, I do not have that experience with Coda. I have seen it twice. I've enjoyed it both times. Um, in fact, I think I even teared up the second time I've seen it because it is touching. Yeah, but yeah. it's not to to me. It's it's just not what I look for in a best picture. But I think that's 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 entirely up to interpretation, right? Some people do look for that emotional grab in their best picture. Mm-hmm. I can't remember whether it was a comment on the site that I read or a tweet. You know, probably a tweet, not me. But I think someone said that they were talking to a studio exec one time, and he said, you know, people don't vote for movies they admire or appreciate or like. They vote for movies that they love. That's right. Love. And I think that's just what yeah. you kind of said to Sasha earlier yeah. just a few minutes ago. <laughs> and they, they, they when, you have to fall in love with them with who you vote for. And that's why it's a, it's, miss, a mo- it's a yeah. miss right now instead of a miss right situation mm-hmm. every single year. And there's no way to stop people from doing it. You know, the heart wants what it wants. We, how many times and, have you know, we... But, and, you know, the, and, the, and the most recent impression that you have of it, say people saw Coda last, and I, I, I think a lot of people did see all the other nominees first, maybe. You remember, Sasha, you and I were like, we couldn't shut up about Avatar the night we came home from seeing Avatar <laughs> on Christmas. And then we were like so embarrassed two days later because we thought, what the fuck did we was well, made fools oh, of I ourselves love, talking about Avatar. No. And then I did the same thing with American Hustle. Um, when I saw that I was just so thrilled about it I came out of the theater I was just so jazzed and then the next day I was like ready to puke you see this is the thing that I I really don't like about award season and I I sort of wish I know I've been such a huge obviously the person that sort of invented the modern game but Mm. it's like we should be able to have these experiences still you know yeah right like it shouldn't just it shouldn't be down to this contest because it, it diminishes our collective experience of film, you know, like you should be able to love that movie and it shouldn't have to do with mm-hmm. whether or not the Oscar voters are going to choose it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, my only thing with Coda is that and I, I cried even just thinking about Coda for a really long time. I didn't actually get over my sentimentality towards it until it started winning stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then it changed my relationship with the movie because it was no longer this 
you know, this, this cool movie that I saw, it was, now it's a movie that's going to start winning awards and then it becomes something mm -hmm. different, you know? Uh, and I don't, and I don't even mind it winning the awards as much as I mind it taking the awards away from other things that I think ought to win. That's fine. If, if Coda could win a bunch of awards and then Power, Power of the Dog could win a bunch of Oscars too next weekend, I'll, I'll be okay, but I'm just afraid that that's not going to happen. Yeah, what bothers the me only is film that... That's, um, oh, go ahead. No, I go mean, ahead, Michael. I think the only film that really is going to sweep is going to be Dune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I think it'll... Dune's going to win at least five or six Oscars. It's going to uh -huh. sweep it's, the Oscars. It's going to be like Gravity and Hugo. Yeah, it's gonna, they're exactly. Gonna, they're, it's going to have... And, you're gonna have all the tech. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I have uh, I have two trivia questions for you guys. You want them? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Out of Critics' Choice, the Globes, and I'm combining comedy and drama, so just Globes. Critics' Choice, Globes, BAFTA, SAG, DGA, and PGA. Which one of those organizations top prize? So best picture in all of them except for SAG would be ensemble and DJ would be director. Mm -hmm. Which film or which which precursor is has been the most accurate in the twelve years of the preferential ballot? Critics Choice, um, Globes, BAFTA, SAG, DGA, PJ. Which precursor has been the most accurate in the last twelve years? PJ. Critics Choice. I'm going to guess Critics Choice too, as much as it kind of makes me a little bit nauseous. I'll say it anyway. Yeah. Sasha and Michael, what do you guys think? I say PJ. I was thinking crit. I was thinking Critics Choice too. Critics' Choice is tied for second with DGA, seven times mm. correct in 12 years. Sasha got it with PGA, which has been correct nine times in 12 years. Yeah, it's mm. good. Can I build all mm. those charts? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh -huh. Now, let me ask you this. One film in that time has swept all those awards. Wow. Only one Only... film has won Critics' Choice, Globes, BAFTA, SAG, DJ, PJ. What was it? That was uh, Parasite? Argo. Argo. King's Speech? Argo. Oh, Argo. Argo's oh. trick. Parasite only won SAG. Mm. But, Argo yeah, was Argo. a killer. Wait, it was... DJ? Uh, DJ was 1917, which almost swept. Argo was a straight across the board winner, yeah, man. Argo. You could not, that movie, I've never seen a consensus. That was like a slumdog millionaire kind of thing. Yeah. The other, the other ones that have swept since the inception of SAG are American Beauty, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. That's the pure you love know, situation. The thing Argo is interesting is that all the praise that film got, the the the, the Gill Awards across the board, and they still snubbed Ben Affleck. Yep. Well, the, the director at the Oscars. Here's the, the reason for that, and, and that might explain Coda as well, is that, you know, you have to kind of look at the way the order of preference of when awards are announced, because that year, the 2012 year, that was the first time that they moved the DGA um the DGA announcement came after the Oscar ballots were already in. So usually the um, DGA would come out and then the Oscar voters would vote. And and this is how you build a consensus. You start hearing the same names mm -hmm. over and over again. You start to, so I kept writing, Chris Tapley told me I was nuts to even care about this, but I was like, something weird's going to happen in the director race because of this. I just know it. And it, Lo and behold, it did. They left off both Catherine Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty and Ben Affleck mm. for Argo. Yeah, that was nuts. But that the was two, why. The two maybe most deserving. Yeah, and the reason I think was because people assumed they would get in, so they voted yeah. for other people. You know. Yeah, I think was that the Ben Zeitlin year with uh, Yeah Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. Okay. So this and year anyway. we had something similar. We had all these awards drop on the same day: PGA, DGA, 
WGA and right the same day Oscars were starting to vote. So there wasn't time to build a consensus. You know, you have the DGA, then the PGA, there's space to part. You start to see which movies are like doing really well. And I think if given that, I do think that CODA would have potentially done slightly better. Yeah, for sure. Than it did. That's what I think. But it have done less than it did with the wars, with the Oscars, because it's a film that uh, pretty much was on television. It wasn't really a big theatrical release. I, and it was well, neither was Power film. of the Dog, right? I think we're. I think this year, I mean, we're down to one of the streamers winning. Yep. And this is the first time I didn't want a streamer to win. <laughs> I want Focus to win, damn it. So basically, here's the thing with that is is we're living through right now a huge shift in the Oscar race. So what you're going to have, instead of the studios competing for these awards, you're going to have the streamers competing for these awards. But it'll be similar to the studios in that the studios want to win for their shelf, right? Warner Brothers wants to, this is how the Oscars always were throughout their whole history. It was like, they bragged about winning the Oscar, right? It, Paramount gets it. Warner Brothers gets it. Now it's going to be like Apple gets it. Amazon gets it. Netflix gets it. And it's going to be a really strange thing to be living through. I wish it wasn't true. I wish we were still with the studios and still in the movie theaters, but I just don't see how you can stop this tide that's turning. And Apple is has Martin Scorsese's movie next year. Killers of the Flower Moon is an Apple movie. So the shift is most films like Power of the Dog and all these movies will go to streaming. And then the big budgeted films like the Avengers and yes, the Batman movies exactly. will all go to the studios. Yeah, because they'll make their movies. My they daughter. The studios. Yeah. If you think about like my daughter, Emma, who's 23. She, her and her friends love going to the movies, but do you think that they're going to go to the movies to pay to see a movie like any of the dramas that are in the race right now? No. Not a chance in hell. Getting them to even watch it at all would be tough, right. but your it. only chance is maybe at home. All the like really good stuff is on TV, on streaming. This is where all of the creativity is happening. It's not happening on the big screen anymore, which is a shame. Right. But, and not only that, but TV is not what it used to be either. Television yeah. sets, television sets are not what they used to be. You can have a cinematic experience at home uh, with a with a with a seventy right. inch television. And um, I, I did. I think last podcast I said something. I, I was throwing a little fit, and I said that the producer takes home the Oscar for best picture, and that's been true ever since 1950. But before 1950, what you were saying, Sasha, the studio. Production, this production company kept the Best Picture Oscar. Yeah. Movie, movie, movies that won Best Picture wow. from 1927 to 1950, the studios kept those Oscars, and they had them in a display case. I remember the display case in the in the lobby of the Thalberg Building at MGM. It was just you walk in the front door, and right there in the lobby behind the reception desk are all the Oscars for the Best Pictures that it won before 1950. It's amazing. And the um, studios that did it. That it took yeah, the right. Uh -huh. Yeah, the studios took the Oscars, but then they changed that and started giving them to the producers after 1950. The producer, the, the individual human producers got to keep the Oscar. You know, so, I've also, I've also, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, fin I'm finished. Okay, I also noticed with the, okay, the Academy had a thing that they always waited for from September through December for the, they would always call them the dramatic films that come out that they would be more Oscar worthy. And they forget mm -hmm. about the films that come in between January and August. Those films are not even in the, 
talking these days <laughs> because they're right. more concerned with later films that come out. And I was going to ask you guys, what was the last film that came out early in the year that that stayed in the minds of the Academy and to win Best Picture? Can you guys take a look film? Silence of the Lambs, baby. Yep, Silence of the Lambs is the last film. Came out in February of that year and stayed with the Academy to win. And that hasn't happened since. That's over 20-some years ago. So basically what we're looking at is the same way our culture is moving online and moving into hives, COVID has obviously hastened to this, but there's no turning back from that, right? Like everything's moving online and has been for the last 20 years. So a live thing like the Academy, you know, I mean, the picture, you know, theatrical best pictures and all that, I think we'll still get, you know, dunes and movies like that, that will cross over. Um, but I also think that we're, we're definitely entering an era where the streaming uh, sites are going to have, um, you know, a lot more control and put it, putting out movies. And I, what I don't know is where's the market for it for them? Are they really just in it for subscribers? Is that a market enough for them? You know? I think that it is. I mean, I mean, you mentioned, um, um, Flower Moon a minute ago, you know, there's there, the budget for that's two two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million dollars yeah, exactly. spending just for the budget of that movie. And but and so there's a lot, but it's but if you've got um say you've got how many let me do the math. I've got so you got ten million subscribers at twenty dollars a month, that's you pay for that movie in a month. You pay you if pay you, the budget for that, yeah. If you can crack down on the pirating. <laughs> that's true yeah that's yeah right but i mean you've got the subscribers anyway they've got how many, i don't know i don't know off the top of my head how many subscribers netflix has but it's 40 or 50 million right isn't it i think it's 20 million oh is it okay yeah right now well, oh you mean netflix or apple apple's 20 million i don't know about netflix mm, right netflix has got to be more than that yeah Another thing about a movie that came out early and then made it to the oscar uh another it was an unusual circumstance because uh hurt Lo Ride in um, like 2007 or 2008. Her, Her Locker was actually nominated for Spirit Awards in 2009, but it didn't win the Oscar until a year later in 2010. It had such a strange release date. It premiered at, at, at Telluride and then it didn't even get released in America uh, and in any theaters at all until um, 10 months later. And so it had been out in the wild before. And it, um, before long before the Oscars, so that's uh, isn't the Hurt Locker the smallest box office um, film to win Best Picture? Smallest, I think uh, so. It's like yeah, and that's that's really one. yeah. I'm, I've been been working on this this thing that I'm writing. Um, really, the the for the Academy. I mean, I I don't know that if we're going to keep moving in the direction of streaming, it's going to matter that much. But if they weren't going to do that and they had to stay out in the market, I, I would say they should go back to five because. It's really when things started to to decline for them is when they expanded the ballot for, in terms of ratings and profits for movies and you know all that. It really did start then because I think when you have so many movies competing like that, it's harder to develop the kind of or generate the kind of buzz that you used to get when you had five. You know, people mm -hmm. people know the five more. They tend to make more money. They tend to have a, a, a bigger cultural impact. 
I, I think if you just asked mm-hmm. any ordinary person on the street about the Oscars, they wouldn't be able to name any movies in the last 10 years that were nominated or won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not but that I, that matters. I, I, don't think but, you'd be, you know. I don't think I could nominate. I, I, those same people on the street would name any movies that were nominated in in 1985 either no but they could certainly nominate yeah. the godfather i mean they could maybe they have a chance of saying titanic the godfather movies you know oh okay yeah, yeah, naming Rain one. Man, I, Forrest I, I, thought, I misunderstood i thought you meant yeah okay yeah people can name one or two oscar well i mean i know but history. there's we don't i mean you you get my general point we don't have to like you know mm-hmm. do a culture right war. okay i i do i see I, i'm not entirely sure that i I, I can me I like to tend because I because I because I don't like to see five movies that I think are really deserving be left out of the conversation altogether. Yeah, I used long. to feel that way yeah. too until I saw that it was sort of leading to the demise of the Oscars. When I when yeah, I'm you not look sure at it, a, I'm not sure that was the cause of it though. Well, it might have been. It might they might have happened sim- simultaneously, but it's like the causation and and uh, and. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't. I just don't like the way that they vote on the preferential ballot. I'd rather it just be a vote, you know, like the other categories. And the BAFTA have done it, and the Globes have done it. There's no reason why the Oscars need to go back to. They they didn't solve the problem they wanted to solve initially anyway, um, which was to broaden the scope. They never did. They never broadened it. They mm. only narrowed it. I thought they know? did. I think they did, though. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure that. I mean, I don't want to go into movie by movie, but I think there's been a lot of movies nominated over the past 10 years when we've had the preferential ballot that would never have been that you would never dream would have been nominated so we have a lot of twitter questions do we want to shift gears to that let's go with this one i think this is funny and should be controversial leon murray voiceover asks (laughs) since we're now in chaos anyway (laughs) who's winning if power of the dog and coda were directed by men Mm-hmm. Good question. I love that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the director of Coda would be nominated for sure. <laughs> I think that Coda would not be winning in a million years. I don't even think it would be nominated if it was directed by a man. I think that uh, Tricotzer probably would have. Power of the Dog would be winning if it was directed I, by a man. I think. I think Belfast. Belfast. <laughs> yes. If it was directed by a man. If Power is directed by a man. If they are. No, but he's, I, I think kidding. he's saying what would win. No, he's right. All things being equal, if it's three yeah. white guys heading think, in, Coda yeah, wins. Uh, that's the big Belfast. strike against Belfast in a way. Yeah. It I, is. Th- I think. I think so too. Um, yeah. So I, I'd say Belfast. Yeah. Good I call. Think if, uh, Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. I think that if Power of the Dog and Coda were directed by men, Power of the Dog would win, but it'd be a completely different film. It would be more. It would be. I think it would be a completely different film directed by a man. Yeah, yeah. It'd be. I, I would agree with it'd be a different film. I disagree that it would win because it having a female director, in my opinion, only helps it. So yeah, having a male true. director would only hurt. There, it. There'd be a sex scene if a man directed that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And between not between two and the... men. <laughs> Maybe between two. <laughs> not between two men. No, no, I don't think. No, so. there would be an awkward sex scene between uh, Jesse Plemons and, and Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be Kirsten Dunst and one of her maids or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's the way they let's, do it. Let's go Maybe to the that's next what Thomasine McKenzie was there yeah, for. There it is. There's her role. They just cut it out. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Clarence. What's next? Um, Richard Graff asks, how many Oscars can Dune realistically get? It seems it will win the most, but what's that magic number going to be? Michael? I think it's going to win at least five. 
at least five. Production design, cinematography, right. sound, visual effects, and cinematography. I wrote I, I wrote Score. my list of what I think is gonna win. I think it's gonna win production design, cinematography, visual effects. Original score and sound. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the five. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the five I have. It. Cinematography, yeah. no. Editing, I, I don't know about that one. Editing, I don't know. Editing, I, I he, don't think so. He said editing, cinematography. Yeah, he said cinematography. Editing. Yeah, I think it's going to be production, design, cinematography, visual effects, sound, and score. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think makeup is out of the question. I mean, I do I think uh, I do think uh, Tammy Faye is in the front runner slot, but I mean, I who knows. Mm-hmm. Even though I, coming I, to America won hairstyling at the um, that one, didn't it? The guild, yeah, it did. Yeah, at the guild. Yeah, Tammy Faye didn't win anything at the guild. Right. I would love to see coming to America win the Oscar. That'd be great. <laughs> I wouldn't be against that. <laughs> um, Lars Berger Ernud. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, oh, I, 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 I laughed inappropriate there because I thought for a minute that you meant you went, would like to see it win Best Picture. That's why I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I misunderstood. What we were talking I thought you about were him. laughing because yeah. it was an offhanded insult to the movie that might that might actually win that. Uh, well, that right. too. But I, I was I was off in another zone. I was not even thinking clearly. So I'm sorry <laughs> for that. Good That's point. okay. All right. Next. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Lars Berger Ernad asks, could you please help me out with cinematography, editing, and the shorts? Thanks. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So That's a complicated kinda, question. Yeah, we just kind of talked a little bit on cinematography. So I think a few of us have Dune. Does anybody have Power of the Dog? For editing? For cinematography. cinematography. No, I, I, it, no, I have Dune. There's an interesting stat that of the past, I can't remember if it was 20 or 15 years, but when a film won both BAFTA and ASC, it did not lose the Oscar. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, As Dune has. Right. So. But, but the cute thing about Dune, watching that horribly connected live stream last night, the, uh, it kept cutting out. But, but his speech, or, you know, when he accepted that award, he has COVID, by the way, Craig Freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave a really nice shout out to, uh, to the, to the cinematographer from power of the dog. I thought it was really yeah. nice because it's so Ari rare Wagner. for a woman to be yeah. nominated in that category. First time. I, mm-hmm. Second, or second, second time. Yeah. Rachel second Morrison time. So okay. I think that they, you know, all the cinematographers kind of feel, you know, yeah. supportive and obligated and would love to see that happen. Um, I don't know, like that, that would be the, the only thing I thought for a long time that it was going to win cinematography because usually when there's a split, actually every time that there's been a split in the era of the preferential ballot, director and and cinematography have gone together every single time. So that's Mm -hmm. why I thought for a long time that power of the dog would win that because I didn't think it would win best picture. So Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to imagine has a movie ever just won director and nothing else. Yeah. Yes, the graduate. The graduate. Oh, yeah, Mike Nichols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giant. Back in the fifties with George Stevens. Stevens. Wow. Okay. The only only Oscar won. Yeah. God, that's kicking oh. it way back. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys now, um, Mark? Did you say documentaries? Feature. No, it, it was. So we did cinematography. The and other editing. one was editing, which. Oh, editing. Um, I'm guessing most of us have either Tick Tick Boom or. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, King Richard. King Richard. King Richard. 
Yeah, that's what I have as well. It almost always goes to a Best Picture contender. Um, except the only time it didn't was Dragon Tattoo, because that was a happy year for me. But Dragon Tattoo yep. mm-hmm. became the only movie to just win editing, I think, since 1968 when Bullet did it. And the only nominee that's not a Best Picture is Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. And those, King Richard and Tick, Tick, Boom split ace. And um, Critics' Choice and BAFTA went to films not nominated at Oscars. So really, ace is all we have. And if you know if the Best Picture nomination is the indicator, then that would make it King Richard. Mm-hmm. What about the shorts? Where do you guys stand on oh, shorts? Boy, that's a rough one. Well, <laughs> short. Nobody knows anything on shorts. Just I have Summer there. of Soul. The documentary feature and mm-hmm. Queen of Basketball for yes. for documentary short. They, we always wait until the last minute to decide the shorts. But I yeah, think we that... have to answer. Let's answer that question in email replies because it's, if, if we all have to name three, and I, I don't, I don't have any idea. I can't. I just even would think say that that, that keep an eye on Bestia in animated right. yep. uh, feature. That I mean short. I don't know if it'll actually win the Oscar, but it did win at the uh, the Annie's, and um, it's kind of a Spielberg was walking around with a Bestia doll at the <laughs> luncheon, yeah. so I think it, it might funny. have a shot. Joey did some research on that one. I yeah. think in, in all the times it was competing, and it was a long list, it has only lost four times. Yeah, yeah it's pretty uh, extraordinary. It's a weird little short, it's though. So that... weird. It's so weird. And I think for a live action short, I think the long goodbye because yeah. that's. Um, Oh, who's behind that? Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, thank you. So those those three are definitely the the front runners: Bestia, yeah. Queen of Basketball, and The Long Goodbye. But that means probably two of those is wrong because it's the shorts, and <laughs> well, they don't. I'm, I'm it, predicting it's just the, a mess. in the live action. I'm predicting the Alu Kacha, whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, that, that's a good that's that, a good upset pick because I think that's the best one, and I think it's a Netflix movie. So watch that's what Net- I put down. Ne- yeah. yeah, Netflix is always really good in the shorts. Categories. Yeah. Oh, we'll say real quickly Robin, Robin. Before, before, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't weigh in about cinematography. I, I'm sticking with Ari Wagner for, for best cinematography for the, for the Oscar. As much as I love Dune, I really I, and I do know that the cinematographer designs the look of CGI heavy films and is responsible for the lighting and everything in the CGI but I do, th- I do have sort of a innate more respect for a cinematographer who just does it with natural light on location without CGI. That's why I, that's why I would choose her over the cinematography for Dune. Myself, can I personally, but. can I intersect something just really quick? Sure. Um, yeah. Could you could you mention CGI? And I've always been I had a problem with films being nominated for, like for cinematography and art direction with CGI added in because it's all done in the studio. Like cinematography is like, for me, it's when you're out there and you're filming a movie, not when you're in a studio and you're creating the environment. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely it's a different, different thing. For me. I, I think there should yeah, be a separate yeah. award for CGI. I agree I with you. There should be. Award. Yeah. 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 In they fact, they, that award. they should. And in fact, I think Clarence had an idea, which is a really good one, which is, you know, if they ever wanted to sort of split the Academy ceremony and, and, you know, do certain categories on nice, they could have like a really cool, like art, creative arts, uh, Oscars mm-hmm. where they have even more categories for cinematography and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Because with those tech awards, you could there's so much great opportunity to do educational type yeah. uh, clips to show you how the how how the how the effects were achieved and what went into it. Because I love those, you know, I and, love and you the, look at um, see... certain different groups that have all these other categories for these awards, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why the Oscars can't also do that, you know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. Next one. Um. We haven't really talked about actress. So uh, Jim Brooks, I think a friend that we met in uh, Telluride, um, always loved the podcast. But with the Academy more international, Mm. best actress seems all over the place. I'm tempted to pick Cruz for actress. I hear Mm. she's got a she received a big round of applause at the luncheon. Thoughts? Has Jessica Chastain really been working hard? See you in Telluride. (laughs) Jim's the best. Nicest, Nicest guy. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I think that Penelope Cruz has a really strong dark horse factor going for her. Um, she's beloved in the industry. She's working with, with Pedro. But I think that the reason I think Jessica Chastain has it is I, I laid it out in a piece that I wrote, one of my many like thousands of words pieces that people don't read. But I think the, the idea is that all things being equal, there are none of the movies have a best picture nomination, which means that none of the movies were really liked all that much. I mean, Pedro's we could excuse because it's not exactly was not exactly in the in the running. But given that, I think that they might choose level of difficulty in the role to distinguish between the five, and that's why I think Jessica Chastain will have the advantage. I, I think that, and uh, she is overdue. Um, probably the most overdue of this bunch. And I think, too, um, she's getting a lot of positivity from that uh, statement that she made where she would not attend the red carpet because she would be in the um, in the Dolby watching her makeup team be nominated mm-hmm. or, or receive their award if they win. Like yeah, because they're doing it was, off stage or whatever. Right, yeah. right. Well, th- I think That's the makeup nice. team is, or, or the awards that the makeup team has been receiving is probably the best indicator that Chastain, yeah. uh, you know, I think that kind of ties in with the performance, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, Kidman, Coleman, Cruz, they've all won. So there's not a sense of urgency for those three. I think it could go to any of the five, honestly. I wouldn't be too shocked. Um, I didn't think Cruz had a chance at a nomination. She wasn't. She didn't pick up a nomination anywhere. SAG. Globe critics. She wasn't even on the BAFTA long list, but mm. you know anything's possible. So, I want to say that Michael was the first person to tell me that he thought Tammy, that Jessica Chastain was going to win. And of course, as usual with Michael, he'll tell me something, and I'll just say, "No way, that's not going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, even with going for so far back as Crash, he was telling me Crash was going to win. I was like, "No, it's not. No way is Crash going to win." But of course, it did win. <laughs> so that's why I think that that don't you think Tammy Faye is going to win that, uh, Michael? My my purse, I I think she's going to win. But my personal favorite, and I I, I I because she impressed me the most, and I'm not a fan of hers, is Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I mm. I I did yeah. fall in love with her, Diana, and she's not a favorite of, of mine because um she's like very wooden, but she was very <laughs> um colorful in that role, and she just. <laughs> came out of her shell and she gave a really great performance and I would love to see her win, but I don't think this is her shot. Um, but she surprised me the most. Um, and I, Sasha knows I hated, um, 
being the Ricardos. I hated that movie. I didn't like it at all. Um, I was. I know Mark liked it. <laughs> you liked it, Mark. No, right? I didn't. Mark Are you the Ricardos? Okay. No, I was. I was not on board. I liked it. I liked it. I did too. I just. I could not believe. I, I hated oh. it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not gonna lie. I didn't even and pick I, part time to get nominated. I didn't see Parallel Mother, so I can't say anything about her about Planet Cruise. And I'm going to actually see. Um, the Lost Daughter tomorrow on Netflix. Check it out. You have my. I sy- like Olivia Coleman. <laughs> you have my sympathies. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's another heart. It's just like Coda. It's really heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> but Olivia, Olivia Coleman always <laughs> takes the deliver. <laughs> no, it's but not like Coda, be... Michael, at all. It's not. <laughs> but I think it's going to be. Jessica Chastain, I think she's overdue, and yeah. she's the most um, overdue of the bunch. Nicole can do without a second Oscar, and Coleman just won a first Oscar, so if she wins, she would be like um, like Jodie Foster. She won one yeah. year, yeah. and then she right. two years she didn't win, and then she won again. You know, it, it'd be Swank. like that, like two Oscars, like and Hillary Swank, like Hillary two Swank, Oscars yeah. in four years, five years, whatever. But I just think Jessica. Chaskane, this is her her overdue shot because I think she should have won for um, Best Supporting Actress for The Help. Mm-hmm. That's me. I think she should have won for that. Um, so it's so for me, it's Jessica Chastain. Um, isn't it funny how I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but if you've ever searched for Coda anywhere, you get up a, like that Patrick Stewart movie. <laughs> There's a Patrick. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it keeps coming right. up. I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if people thought that was the movie that that people are talking about and they just started watching <laughs> them? Well, you have to put in um, for Coda. You have to put in actually um, the um, alphabetical. No, you have to put in Coda, but in in large um, letters. Yeah, uppercase. Right, right. Really, that makes a difference in the search. That makes a difference. Yeah, Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. All right. Any more questions? Let's do one more, and then we'll wrap up. Um, I have this is a good one. Call. This is from the real Doa. Uh, and they said, call your final shots on both screenplay, screenplay categories, please. No wishy-washy stuff either. LOL. Um, I so, will say that we are going to have one more podcast probably before the Oscars just so we can do our – we'll either do a podcast or we'll do yeah. a spaces or something. So Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. Sorry, Mark. Finish. No, go ahead. Let's name your two. What do you think wins original adapted with no issue washy? Just name the name the <laughs> name the two. I guess is what he. Coda wins. and Belfast. Yeah, same, same. Uh, I I say Coda and Licorice Pizza. Okay, but you know it didn't win the Writers Guild, right? I know, but I I think don't look up whatever it is called. Um, only did it because certain films weren't weren't eligible. Yeah, but it was it was up That's, against Licorice that, Pizza, and yeah, as I say, that helps. Oh, it was. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Um, the I argument didn't like, don't look up either. So the argument you could make, though, Michael, is that while Licorice Pizza couldn't beat Don't Look Up for uh, WGA, Belfast couldn't win with exactly. BAFTA, yeah, and right? you got to figure if it can't win there. Yeah. And, and that's it did right. win Globes and, and Critics' Choice, though. So I think it's it's definitely a, uh, I think it's a two horse race between the two. I don't I don't really consider Don't Look Up a real threat to win there, but uh, you know, Critics' Choice and Globes versus BAFTA. You know, I mean, the... you have Brenna and the other guy. Both have 
like one guy has 11 nominations, one guy has eight. They've never won. Yeah. None of those guys have won. And so I love one them of them is going to come out a winner. I love them both too. Yeah. So one of them is going to come out a winner. I think one of them. I think I think this was Brianna's masterpiece, and PTA has already many films better than Licorice Pizza. So I'm I'm rooting for Brianna. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think too. I'm going to say Belfast, and uh, I'll say Lost Daughter, just Ooh. to be different. All right. It won the it won the scripter. Yeah. Right, and, and I can't really tough. say Coda is going to win after earlier in the podcast saying that it, that it read it read to me like a screenplay <laughs> book or a high school student. Sid Field, Sid Field. <laughs> you know, um, no, it, Ryan has these. Sometimes it's, he he, you know, he does get these things right because he's not afraid to take yeah, chances. Ryan tends to go more sure. for the wild card shot than the the overall score. You know. Um, and most of the time, most of the time I just fall flat and, and it's embarrassing, same, but, no, but luckily nobody remembers it. But it's the, when I do get it right, it is memorable. Oh, God, so, I've done so badly this year. Every single contest, I've bombed out every single one. Um, on Gold Derby, they send out emails that say, who won everything? And I didn't win anything this year. I didn't even come close. So All, all that matters is Oscar. And if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you're the reigning champ over there. Is that right? No, mm-hmm. I'm not. You won last year? I thought you won last year. Oh, maybe that was the Parasite. What year did, did no. you just I had one there? year where I, I, thought, I yeah. did really well, but that was it. Just one year. And Mark, I got didn't you dominate one year? Mark, I'm, not, I'm not on that site. I need to get him on, oh. but he's, he's a white guy, so they'll never put I him know, on there. Didn't... But <laughs> Mark, you've done pretty well nice. with oh, yeah, predicting. Yeah, yeah. You do Mark's well. the champ. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. the champ for sure. Well, um, <clears throat> okay, so that was a kind of a weird podcast, right? I don't think it's a. Mm, it's like a top yeah. fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's in that range. On a preferential ballot, except it. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. ballot, exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, I had a, I had a, a, a wonderful existential question to leave us on. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. From a, so let's do one more. Uh, this is from Cinnaman. Will stats matter anymore? <laughs> yes, that's always. I know. I think that fall. Mark, you made a really good point last time, where you said that each time a stat is being knocked, you know, being knocked out of the way. If Coda wins, yes, that I think kills the stats. Forever. Here's the thing about Here's the thing about the stats. Since 2012, the stats have one by one fallen aside. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a stat that a stat will be broken. Right. Yeah. So I, the way I look at it, stats are continuously evolving, right? Even if a stat breaks, there's still a new stat that comes out of this race. Right. Um, so I don't think, I think there'll always be room for stats in a game like this. And a stat does not mean it's infallible. It doesn't mean it has to be right 100 percent of the time. It only has to if it's, if the stat is right 90 or 95 percent of the time, it's an incredible. Stat. It's like a broken and clock. A, and a, Being right yeah, right. We've been through. We all said this before. But another thing that I said is stats are only as good as the data that you put into a stat, and right. that goes with what you said, Mark. They're always evolving. So the more data we get, the more we refine our stats and adjust our stats to the new realities. That's like and so that's... we just have to not be stuck in the old stats and be willing to accept new stats. When the stats break, the coda will fall. <laughs> <laughs> Down will come Oscar. 
<laughs> I got one question for you guys. Wait, wait, wait. Just um, before you do, just quickly, oh. let me just say one thing about the stats is that the stats are really reliable when you're dealing with the same basic set of criteria. If you change mm -hmm. anything like the date or the date that they're yep. announced or the number of people that are voting or, you know, anything like that can shift it so that you have to start building news or after joining SAG, you have to like mm -hmm. shift to a different set of stats because they, yeah, all they can do is the, base, yeah. you know, behavior on behavior. The dates have really played havoc with the shit. Yeah. They really, uh, very much so. They gave people too much time to think. We don't like that when they have too much time <laughs> to think. And also, you know, there the are 25% of the members of the academy were not members of the academy five years ago. Exactly. That's, that's a, changed a lot, yeah. right? That times yeah. are changing. And so that's fast. what I'm counting on to salvage Sunday night for me is that so far, none of the groups that have voted have had the same international membership that the academy has gone out of its way to um to create to again to yeah. accumulate mm -hmm. and so they may support surprise us they we'll they might not be as fond of coda any more so than the BAFTA was ryan's waiting for those votes coming in from maricopa <laughs> county <laughs> exactly. yeah. right. all right <laughs> all right clarence what's your question <laughs> no it was me it's michael oh yeah. Michael, who somebody had yeah. an existential question. Oh, that yeah, was no, my existential question. The stats. Yeah. The stats. So you guys, you guys may have talked about this, but I, I, but I, I wasn't there to part of your podcast. So I don't know if you guys did or not. But can someone explain shortly what happened with House of Gucci? It wasn't good enough. It's a bad movie, and yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say, I think it, it's it's uh, overly generous reception at SAG underscored the outrage within the voting community that no we are going to stop this i'm not voting for them because look look what look what the actors did um yeah, i think i got yeah. missing <laughs> i think it, it was just i think it i think it had tonal problems i think that that for for i think that i don't think it's what people expected i don't think people expected it to be so campy i, and, I wanted it to be more campy yeah i don't really, think yeah I, it was just long and boring and it went on way too long. And as good as Jared Leto was, it was like we needed a, like a quarter cup of Jared Leto, not like two, <laughs> two cups, yeah. two full cups. My All right. So. OK, listen, it's let's call it. Fun. A night. Let's call it a night. And it's almost over one more week. And yeah. uh, we'll ha try to have one more podcast where we do our predictions. I think we should, you know, tomorrow yeah. night. No. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. And let's, I'm going to the. Let's Oscars. do a Saturday spaces. Yeah, that sounds like a fun thing. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Let's yeah. just not let anyone else talk. <laughs> exactly. Just us. All right, everybody, have a good night. Nice talking with you. you bye, bye all. Bye. Good night, you guys. Bye bye. Bye, Michael. Good night. Bye bye. AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. You can find more of our articles at AwardsDaily.com. And thanks for listening.